The home video update is sponsored by you. Yes, you. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash home video update to join as a patron to unlock exclusive membership benefits. Thank you for supporting the home video update. Hello guys, it's Mike. I'm back. It is just after 9am on the 28th of January 2023. Um, Yeah, a little bit longer than I wanted to be for the next episode. Um, I do apologise for that. I can't even talk. Um, I've had about four hours sleep in the last five days. Um, Lots of, no issues still loving the job, but it's more around the fact that it's like um, stock takes and things like that. And it's just like lates and things and my body clock is just destroyed. Um... So um, I do actually have like a, a topic for the episode, which kind of came up while researching the news, which is kind of a cool thing, um, because there is a lot of news. Um, it's early in the year, so obviously people are out announcing slates and stuff, um, and they're getting out there saying, hey, look, this is what we've got coming for the next couple of months. So there is lots to go through, which is really good. Um, and it's also good because I've watched barely anything. I've got two things lined up to watch today. Um, I have seen lots of moments of films. Um, we had a disturbance on the screen, so I saw pretty much the ending of A Man Called Otto. Um, I've seen the same three points of Empire of Light about seven times. Um, little bits of Megan every now and again. So it's not that thing where you get spoilers or anything like that. If you want, if you worry about a film, you see it early. You get in early, you see it early. Um, I am, however, Empire Light's the only one I really desperately want to see. Empire Light and the Whale. We had a... I think the Whale's like next week or the week after. Um, but it's like, I really want to see Empire of Light and the Fablemans. Fablemans I'm watching today. Um, and I'm watching Megan as well. So expect those next week. Um, but yeah, so I really want to watch Empire Light. And there is a new Scott Cinemas that's open near me. Um, I've never been to one of the new sites. I've seen their older sites, but I've never seen them on the new sites. And it's amazing their website, digressing slightly, because I thought I really want to see Empire Light. Um, we're sort of tailing off on it, but it's more of like an independent smaller cinema sort of thing anyway. And I thought, actually, I'll see what the Scott Cinema are doing. And 
It's a nice recliner screen. It's cheap. It's like £10.20 or something for a recliner screen. Um, and on their website, this is the best thing, they list the resolution of the projector, the format of the projector, and the sound formats playing in, in the screen, and the size of the screen. Let's get it up, actually. Let's get up this cinema I'm going to, and the screen I'm going to be in. Uh, Scott Cinema. That one there. I've just never seen that before, because normally it takes, like, detective work. So I've got, um, like, listings of the all, all the IMAX sizes in the UK, for example, because someone put in the work. IMAX don't gather and really talk about this stuff. Like, the BFI don't. Um, Odeon don't say, hey, look, this is the size of our IMAX screen. They never go into this stuff. And I think that's fascinating that they actually, you know, put that much effort in. So if I get it up... Do, 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 do. Let's see which screen I'm actually in. Um, I will warn you now, I'm going to yawn a hell of a lot. Um, because that's the way that works. Yes, it's fine. You can have cookies. I don't care about cookies. Um, where is my ticket? It's in the other email address. The other email address. Come on, Gmail. Come on, Gmail. My phone's having a weird moment, apparently, and deciding that Gmail does not want to open and scroll through emails, because that's what happens now. There it is. Right, so I am... So for £18 and a penny, I paid £10.20 for the recliner seat and £7.31 for a large fountain drink combo. Um, unfortunately, they don't do Pepsi, so I am stuck with... Um, Coke Zero, which is not my favourite thing. So it doesn't actually say... It's a Lux Auditoria, um, but it doesn't say the screen. Um, let's have a look. But anyway, so going into detail. So like screen one, 29 recliner seats, NEC 2K laser. So not just the resolution of the projector, the actual make of the projector. Dolby Atmos sound, no 3D, 6.2 meter screen. That's fascinating to me. So like, that's a recliner screen, which I think is the one that I'm in. Um, it might be that screen. No, it's that one. So it's the one with Dolby Atmos. So I'm in that one. Um, yeah, 2K laser, NEC are decent. Um, we run Christie's in mine. Um, and it's a all of these pretty much our laser bar screen two oh no screen two screen five are not laser they're just normal digital um xenon projectors beam says like no 3d in the size of the screen how good is that so it's like your terms features kind of seating operate on a panel each seats on the arm motorized kind set to any position so comfort ensure comfort two of each recliners are configured in pairs with a middle arm divider we have a full 36 speaker Listening in and out of speakers, Dolby Atmos sound system and latest NEC 2K laser projection. Also features a separate PA for special events. That's brilliant. So, for example, let's go into more detail on some. So, screen two is Dolby 7.1 sound with the same projector. Again, no 3D. And the big boy is screen three, which is interesting because screen three is 222 seats with an NEC 4K laser and Dolby Atmos. Great. No 3D. That's interesting, I find. So, most of them have no 3D. Screen 5 is 130 seats, which is the third biggest. Yeah, third biggest. 2K screen, 7.1 Dolby. And very funny Real D 3D. 
a Volpony. Um, standard seats, 22 inches wide. On the, it's just got the size. Um, two rows of premium seats with greater width and legroom. A Dolby 7.1 sound, late NC, blah, blah, blah. And blah, 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 blah. Um, but it lists like the sound format. It lists the, lists the 3D. And do you know what? The massive nerd in me, I mean, going to this job as well, um, I mean, they're all laser apart from a few, and the only 4K is the big boy screen. Um, but I think it's fascinating, like absolutely fascinating, that they care about this stuff enough to put it on there because they know. So the big boy screen's got 51 speakers in it versus the 36 in the one I'm going to. That's fascinating to me, like literally fascinating. Um, it's a shame they haven't got much in the way of pictures. They've got a few pictures of like one screen or the other screen, but they they look kind of normal to me. They're just normal scope set screens. Um, and that's the thing about like I'm digressing completely. I haven't talked about what I watch, but anyway, um, yeah. So it's 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 fascinating to me that you know, being the nerd that I am, going to the job that I'm in, some people don't care. But you talk to like the tech guys who come and like fix stuff or put stuff together or install stuff, and they like. You can talk their ears off and they love it and it's brilliant. Um, it's just fascinating to me that these people care that much to put that stuff on there. I mean, it may come my new favourite, like, not event cinema, but like indie cinema in a way because they've got all these details. So, I mean, they're showing basic stuff that we're showing. So today they're showing, oh my God, they're showing The Lion King. No way. Um, La La Crocodile, Strange World, which is on Disney Plus. Work on it forever. Amazing Rory's, Fableman's, Plain, Rule Dow, Empire Light. Nothing like standing out. Ennis Men. The only place you can see Ennis Men locally, like anywhere near me, is there. Um, so it's like a normal cinema, like a normal person's normal cinema that shows normal things. And apparently the animated Lion King, which I didn't realise was out and released in a DCP, which is fascinating, but okay. Um, nothing really stands out as like insanely interesting they do have high frame rate 3d in that big screen so avatar is be showing once a day in high frame rate 3d which is cool i suppose um but yeah i love this sort of granular stuff i'm really kind of um what do you call it um going off on a deep end here but at the end of the day that that's kind of what this thing is about. I mean, it's about home video, but it's also about, you know, lost, um, lost formats, lost things and things you don't get anymore and all these other bits and bobs. And I don't know. It's, it's like, I kind of want to see these things in the best possible light, if you know what I mean. Um, I could go there and the screen could be crap and the projector could be misaligned or there could be a million different things, but I love this type of stuff. So anyway, um yeah i haven't seen a lot of stuff um i actually haven't seen anything in the cinema since i started working for a cinema which is kind of scary to me um i have booked tickets for quantumania i'm going to see it in imax 3d um which is how i see things as you people know um and i'm very much looking forward to it um but i haven't seen anything like recently well since i've started working for a cinema i haven't seen anything in the cinema which is I think that bugs me. And that's kind of why I want to go to this thing, because I have to drive to get to the training cinema and drive to get to the cinema I actually work in and pay park in the cinema I work in. Whereas I've got an Odeon 
down the road from me that I can walk to. And I've got this Scott Cinemas where I can just drive to in 10 minutes um, and pay a little bit less in parking. But hey, hey, I digress. So what have I been watching after 12 minutes of talking about random cinemas that may not matter anything to anyone? Um, so the first thing I watched was just after the podcast, I watched Young Guns, original recipe Young Guns. I was going to watch Young Guns 2, but then... I think it's medium rare or fabulous films or whoever are doing a box set of one and two in the UK. Um, I pre-ordered it in the vain hope and I probably will cancel it and then order it again because I, I have the vain hope that they are actually going to <laughs> um, fix the Transform 1 because the Transform 1 is aliased to hell. It's like it's, it's like it's a 1080i transfer they've just shoved into... Um, like a 1080p container, it's horrible. Sometimes it looks okay, but it's um, it most of the time it does not look okay. Most of the time it just looks like garbage. Occasionally you look at corner your eye and go, "Oh, that's quite good looking." It, it's not good looking. It's absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, it. I I don't get what's going on. Um, Yeah, it's 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 really weird. I I don't understand what's happening with that. It's um Yeah, uh, I just hope they do a new one. I mean, I don't think they're going to do a new thing. I don't think it's going to be anything special. I think it's going to be probably the same master knowing them. Um I I live in hope because I really like the Young Guns movies and they're actually like really quite historically accurate for what they are for like Brat Pack Westerns, essentially. They are actually quite good. Um, but yeah, so it's... Um, I like that film. I've always liked Young Guns 1 and 2. It's my one of my brother's favourite things, and he absolutely loves them and watches them all the time. So... I, 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 I'm, I'm trepidatious about this box set. I don't think this box set is going to actually turn into something that will... Well, let's say come true. It's obviously going to come out. Um, I just don't think it's going to be the fix we need. Because um, I know that... Who put it out? Was it Final Cut put out Young Guns 2 already? Or was that... Yeah, that was... Yeah, they put it out already. Um, there was the normal release from Lionsgate of Young Guns 1, which also came in a steelbook from somewhere. Probably Zavi. Um worryingly, Young Guns 1 on this listing lists Dolby, a DTS HD 6.1 which means it's probably the original it's probably the original version um, I like to hope it isn't the original version, if it's the same disc I will be mightily, mightily, mightily pissed um, I know that there's like a German version I think that's a little bit better um I, I just, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in them fixing it. Um, but what I might do is I might leave it and wait and see what actual people that buy it say about it, because it could be a disaster. Um, but yeah. So I also, in a Western mood, started, and I say started, watching The Assassination of Jesse James by the Cad, Robert Forks. It's my brother's favourite movie, and I've never seen it. Yes, I know. I've got a big Roger Deakins kick, mainly because of like Empire of Light and a because it's Roger Deakins. 
Um, and I wanted to actually sit down and watch it. Unfortunately, my cat was sick that day. She sort of made some worrying noises, so I paused it. I had to watch her. I didn't go back to it for about 20, 30 minutes, and I just lost the thread. And I will go back to it. I'll try and watch it soon. I know, I know I should have watched it already, but I just didn't get around to it. Um, a film I was waiting for for ages to come to the cinema. It never did, um, in the UK at least. It went straight to Amazon Prime. They did not have the Adobe Atmos soundtrack on Amazon Prime, which sucks. So I managed to get um, a version streaming with the Dolby Atmos soundtrack. I watched Devotion, which was excellent. Um, yes, the like the Top Gun comparisons, it came out the same year. It stars Glenn Powell. I get it. Um, it is a true story. Um, and the dogfighting is nowhere near as good. The effects are nowhere near as good, but it's a true story. It's a better story. It's a better film in like... Not as enjoyable, obviously, but it's it tells a more interesting story. Um, I like Top Gun Maverick a lot better because it's Top Gun Maverick and I love that movie. However, Devotion is a more worthy film and a better made film. And it tells a story at least telling and here comes the yawns. Um, the Atmos was very good as well. The effects are a bit ropey in places, but it was a lot lower budget, obviously, than Maverick. So... Take of that what you will. Like I say, it's on Amazon Prime, so if you've got that, just watch it on there. Um, due to talking to um, someone with very good taste at work, um, I watched Big Hero 6 again. I've only seen it the once, and I don't think I own it. I streamed it on Disney Plus for the Atmos soundtrack. Um, it's still very good, isn't it? It is good. Um, it's very dark, though, like very dark. It's probably the darkest Marvel property, especially for an animated Disney thing, which is kind of crazy. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's good. Um, some of it hasn't aged that well. I think that the designs have and the ideas have. TJ Miller being in it definitely hasn't aged well. I mean, Jesus. Um, I mean, no, no. I mean, I I watched that and I was going to watch some more Solar Opposites because I really like Solar Opposites and then obviously the Justin Roiland thing and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I wasn't going to go on a day of watching cancelled people who the really shouldn't be celebrated anymore because yeah maybe not um but yeah i like big hero 6 i think it's really good it is very dark i mean there's no resolution that makes oh my god there's no resolution that makes everything all that much better it's kind of weird how that works um but i don't think it's a bad thing i actually think it's a really good thing i think they've done some really clever stuff with it um but yeah, I, I've I've always liked that film. I hadn't seen it in a very long time. She reminded me how good it was, and I thought, do you know what? I am actually going to go for it. I went for it, and it's still good, isn't it? It's still really good. Um, and the last thing I watched was 13 Hours, um, and I will get this. So I keep calling it 13 Soldiers. 13 Hours, and what's the full title? I'm going to have to get the poster up to be able to get the full title, because it's not printed on the list. The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Um, I liked this at the time. I thought it was very, very, very good. And do you know what? It's still very good. That, that's that's what I've got to say about it. It's Yes, it's a bit too... And it's marketed to conservatives, which is a bad thing. But that's what you do with like things like American Sniper and whatever else. Because people want to be marketed to in that way. Um, for these big jingoistic war films. Um, especially if they're not that critical 
and paint the Americans in a good light, which this film does. But to be honest, it's a true story. Michael Bay is very reserved in this. I mean, I did go on my Michael Bay kick as per last episode. And this was left over. I only watched it on Blu-ray. I don't have the 4K. Um, I don't know why, to be honest. I was never... It's one of these ones I looked to pick it up and then never bothered to pick up. Um, no real reason in that. It wasn't a case of, oh, I, I don't really want to buy that. Because, I mean, look at me. I buy a million copies of everything. That's, that's not a thing. Um, so... I don't know why I never got around to buying it. Probably because I was saving it for like a, a two for 30 deal or some other deal or something else. And I just never got around to picking it up. I mean, that's normally the thing. Normally it was like, oh, I need a different deal or I need something to make it worthy or something else. And I granted it, the Atmos soundtrack, it's Bay's first, I think, time wise. Um, it's fantastic. It sounds great. And even the Blu-ray, like the high contrast filming they did it was some shots were digital and he shots shot some stuff on his own personal sorry 35 millimeter camera which is pretty amazing um i think it looks gorgeous it's a beautiful looking film um it still's a shot from black or down which i think is quite funny but hey i i like it i think it's a good film it's not a great film it's not black Hawk down but i still think it's very good um if you haven't seen it, I think it's worth watching. If you're a baker at size, it's probably one of his most restrained films. It is still very much rah-rah military, but it tells a real story of real people and the shit they went through, and I think it is worth watching. So apparently, um, I did all the news and went through all the main stuff for about 40 minutes of doing the news and the whole thing got lost. Um, so that's fun. Um, so unfortunately, because of time constraints, I can't actually do the news again because that's 40 minutes now that I would overrun and I have to be somewhere very soon to be able to sort something out and i can't do it again i do apologize to everyone because the news was actually quite in depth so what i will actually do i will make a promise that next week early next week i will do a special news update not just for the patrons it won't be a special one there i'll do it for everyone and i will go through all the news again <sighs> technical difficulties eh I don't know what happened. It wasn't like paused or anything and it wasn't on anything else. It was just like it said it was recording. I was watching the timeline fill up. There was a sound form there. You know, the levels were going. The time was ticking down. Audacity was being fine. And then all of a sudden I realized that it was gone and it sort of stopped at me talking about 13 soldiers, 13 hours. I keep talking 13 soldiers again. See that? Said I did. That's annoying. 
Um, unfortunately, it's um, something that I can't really get back now, which kind of sucks because I didn't want this to be like a truncated episode, but for some reason it now is a truncated episode. I could maybe... Oh, God, this is going to suck. History, if I reopen all... Can I just go to history and reopen all those tabs? So I want that one, that one. Can I just open them all if I select them? Possibly. Let's have a look. Bear with me a sec and I will try and rattle through them quickly without the huge amount of insane detail I went into originally. Um, was that everything I had open? Possibly. Right, can I now? Open them? No, I can't. Damn it. Right, okay. Open a new tab. Open a new tab. Nope. That's not going to work. Okay, that sucks. Um, I don't know what happened there. I do apologize. I will go through a few now, and I'll have to go back and do, like I say, a special little one. What I'll do is I'll do the big roundup stuff as opposed to, like, the main bits and bobs, and then go back through. So the main big announcements for, like, the the main boutique people... Um, God, I'm really annoyed about that. That was quite a lot of work I put into all that. I had it all up and everything else, and now I've lost it all. That is so annoying, and there's no way I can get it back. I've looked, and there's no file that's saved anywhere, or no autosave or anything else, so I've just lost 40 minutes of doing it, because it's now six minutes past 10, and I've been talking since, what, around 9 o'clock when I started this podcast. <sighs> okay, so... Oh, dairy, dairy, dairy me. That's um, that's a thing, apparently. Technical difficulties, people. Um, I will just get up one more web page. And I want that one. Two more web pages, because I've just realized there's another one. Do, 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 do. This is this is really riveting. I'm fixing my stupid bloody problems. Um, I can't find it. I'm going to have to Google it and find a link. Uh, twenty twenty three. I want not twenty twenty two. 2023 April. There we go. Bum, 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 bum. That'll do. Okay, so. What I was calling Spencer's Corner... <laughs> That joke was so much more in-depth. Um, the Water Archive March releases. I'll Cry Tomorrow. Camille. Confessions of a Nazi Spy. Prince and the Showgirl. Flamingo Road. 
Neptune's Daughter. I went a whole digression because I remembered Neptune's Daughter being really, really controversial for some reason. Turns out it was only because um, Baby It's Cold Outside was in it, which is rightfully cancelled. It's a bit date rapey. Um, Prince of Showgirl, I, I really liked. I think I've seen Camille. It rings a bell. The rest of it, I'm not so sure about. Um, Indicator Powerhouse have announced their April releases, which is good because they are doing 4K discs now. This is fantastic news. Um, the two films they're releasing are not my cup of tea. Um, I don't think I've seen either of them. Um, doesn't mean they're bad. I just haven't seen them. Um, Shiver of the Vampires and the Orphan, Two Orphan Vampires, sorry. Um, tons of extras, both 4K and blu-ray releases hopefully this means because they've got um there's a whole theme that ran with that as well because they've got um a lot of what i call basic bitch movies which i was calling um which is the most of the ones i own like wolf um ghosts of mars christine i want those released in 4k um hopefully they would be able to um turn everything's in place would be really good as well so hopefully wait and see arrows releases in april um i nearly pre-ordered one of these I'm repeating myself now. Oh, this is so bad. Um, and it went in and out of the car and I stopped uh, because as much as I like the film, I don't remember tons about it. So I'm not desperate to get it day one. So The Assassination Bureau, which is a great little fun movie with Dana Rigg and Oliver Reed. I haven't seen in centuries. Um, it was a Jeremy Unsworth film, I think, which is is very pretty looking from what I remember. It's been a long, long time. Um, good little film that I'd probably pick up in a narrow cell. It's one of these things I'm not desperate to see, but I remember really liking. I think Imprint put it out. Um, I can't find Imprint's releases. I did look earlier. Let's see if I can... Get up their new releases as well. I did look for this ages ago. But I couldn't find it like a an actual list of what was coming out in April. Bum uh, bum bum bum. The films April. I mean, I'm not the most professional podcaster at the best days, but this is like pushing it really far on it. Um, That one, maybe? No. Oh, here we go. I've got it. I've got it. So Essential Film Noir Connection 4, Rope of Sand, Appointment with Danger, The Enforcer, Beware My Lovely and Jennifer. Um, and the Adventure Collection with Arabian Nights, Desert Hawk, A Thousand and One Nights, Zarek, Zarek, and Omar Kanyam. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the Adventures of. Is the Adventures of? Where are we? Yeah, Omar Kanyam. I I don't know. Um, the Haunting of Julia, which is a film I've seen around, but never ever seen. Mira Farrah film with um, what's his name, Kid Dula from um, 2001: Space Odyssey. Um, again, nothing burned my skirt up there, but not say they're bad films. Um, yeah, 
so yeah, Assassination Bureau, which Imprint put out, which made me sort of think about Imprint again. Heart of the Dragon, which is a great little flick um, with um, Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung. Definitely, definitely a great little um, film, but I never... I don't know. I don't know if that'd be one like I'd jump in like straight away and pick up. Um, I do really like it though. It is it is great fun. Um, the Street Fighter trilogy, so the Sunny Chiba films. Um, hasn't got a sister Street Fighter though. It's only like the actual Sunny Chiba ones. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know about that. I don't know if it's um, it should really happen. They got new restorations of all three, well, the three movies that are in there, and the one I nearly bought like two or three times, which is um, David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch. I do like that film a lot, but I don't know if I need like the original artwork version or the version with all the tat. I might just wait for like a cheaper version to come along because as much as I like it, I don't need like need 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 it. Um, because it's great, but it's it's messed up and it's a bit weird, and I don't know how much I'd rewatch it. It's it's a good film, but it's not a film like you put on all the time. Um, it's got a new 4K restoration, approved by Dana Cronenberg, which is great. Um, it's got the original stereo because it's Arrow, and they actually put effort into this stuff, so it's it's well worth watching, I think. Um, for if you want to watch it, it's probably the best version. And the film which I went into a big sort of digression on, which is a film I didn't know existed, which is really weird for me because it's a post-scream slasher and I watched a ton of those. It came out in around 2000, I think it was, called Lover's Lane with Anna Faris. And I don't I don't know what this is. I don't remember ever hearing about it or seeing it. I thought when, I, when this came up, um, when Arrow were talking about it, it was a, um, like a film from the 70s or something. Like like a weird exploitation thing. I'm looking at the posters now and I've never seen these posters. And posters are things that I see all the time. I'm still waiting for you. It was apparently called in the UK. That still makes no difference to me. I don't... What is this movie? I've never seen or heard of this before. Um, I, I don't... How weird um, is it? Only me is this known by everyone? I know what Cherry Falls is, and that's not very good. I know about all these slasher movies that came out post Scream. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I, I don't get this. I really don't get this. Um, yeah. Also, as I'm still waiting for you again, that makes no sense to me because it's not like I read that and go. Oh, I get it. It's called I'm Still Waiting For You. However, it says on here, the UK was called Lover's Lane. But I just found a UK DVD cover with a BBFC 18. And it says, I'm still waiting for you. So I'm completely bloody lost now. Um, And why are Arrow putting out in like a collector's edition? Because it seems like, no one cares about this movie. The reviews aren't very good at all. Um, I'm really lost now. Like, 
it's a horror film which hasn't even got a parent's advisory stuff on the um on imdb and all the films like that have because someone someone's watched it and said it's got boobs in it it's got blood but apparently no one seems to care I'm really weirded out by this. I have no idea what this film is or what's going on with any of it. I'm just like, yeah, n- no. What what the hell is this film? But anyway, Lovers Lane's coming out from Arrow. Hooray. Really weird. Like, really, really, really strange. Um, yeah, I don't get that. I really don't get that. Um, they say I'm more of a basic bitch now that I'd rather see something like... Um, Oh, what's it called? Um, Desperado that they promised for ages and then never putting out, which is like, can, can you please put out Desperado? You put that postcard in stuff like 17 times and then never actually released it. It's It's like, all right, I mean, I do get some esoteric things every now and again, but I mean, the most exciting thing Arrow's put out for me recently is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which isn't exactly like a little film. So, hey, it's what it is, isn't it? Um, Yes. So um, last but not least on the very truncated news, I will do a special one or I'll do more next week. I I do apologize. I have no idea what happened. It's it's bizarre. But here we are. Um, Not last bit of news. Got one more bit after this and then the main topic of conversation. Um, Eureka Entertainment April releases. So we've got The Brother Train, not the Brad Pitt starring, wife beating um, flick from last year that I really liked. It's the original Bullet Train that was like a Sunny Chiba. Yeah, it was Sunny Chiba film. Um, which is kind of like Speed, but on a train, which is like Die Hard on a Boat. Um, I remember liking it. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it is. It was a 70s movie, like mid to late 70s, top of my head. Um, I really liked it. And then I, I'd be tempted to pick it up if it went on sale somewhere. And Creeping Horror, which is a box set of, or just, yeah, four films on two Blu-ray discs. So it's Murders at the Zoo, Night Monster, Horror Island, and House of Horrors. Um, Lionel Atwell, Bella Lugosi, Ronda Hatton. It's it's a good-looking box set. Um it's definitely got Spencer written all over it, that thing. Right. So the last weird bit of news. Um, I've got to go for the story again now. So in the UK, for people who don't know, um, there's a shop called HMV and they do their own little collection of discs. It's mostly Paramount and Warner Brothers titles that would be in Paramount Plus or Warner Archive. They brought them over here, gave them nice slip boxes, gave them nice posters, postcards, like original poster art in most cases. It was a varied selection. So you'd have like um, 2001 Space Odyssey. You had pretty much all the Kubricks, basically, that Warner Brothers had. You had Pretty in Pink, Top Gun, Days of Thunder, Flashdance. Um, what else do I own? Judgment Night, The Phantom. And there were some weird things going on because they don't always release stuff that often. Like they really don't. And it's been a while since they've released anything at all. And then a listing for The Phantom turned up for other retailers so people are like well what's going on 
Turns out, maybe it's dead, which is a shame because I like supporting retail, and on the whole, I like HMV. Even though they fucked me over my Batman steelbook. Anyway. Now, this is the weird thing. I like this, but I don't like this, because Warner Archive decided to launch in the UK. Yes! Finally! No stupid imports, no waiting three months for them to fucking turn up from WoW, HD, or anything else. This is good news. We actually are getting our own Warner Archive releases. They're launching with five titles, which is better than nothing, two of which I'm going to buy. However, they are online only, so you can't even go into HMV and buy these. So it's not like they're not just working with HMV. They're not selling them at anywhere. You have to get them online, which sucks. I get it. It's cutting costs. It's direct to the consumer. I understand. However... I just don't like the way you're going about it. So the titles they're releasing, they're all coming out in March. Um, are ladies they talk about, The Naked Spur, Night Shift, which is Henry Winkler Night Shift, um, not the other Night Shift, which I think was like a Ewan McGregor movie. Um, Pump Out the Volume and Quick Change, which are the two I'm buying. Quick Change, I've had in my cart a million times from many, many, many American retailers. Um, and just never got around to it. I loved that film on VHS. I watched it all the time. It was one of these films that was never available on anything. I had an HD TV rip of it, which is the only way you could see it. I love that film so much. I it. It was edited to death. He fired the director. He took over himself, kind of. Um, recently, obviously, Bill Murray has come out as very problematic. We knew he was always a bit, but, like, really bad. And... Almost last week or the week before, Gene Davis said that on that film especially, he was an absolute piece of shit. And that's a shame because, I mean, art from the artist and all that, but also I still will buy it because I do love that movie. It's a great movie. It's a great time. And Gene Davis is good in it despite Bill Murray's Bill Murray-ness. Um, so I'll pick that up. They're all fourteen ninety nine, by the way. And the one I'm really, really excited for is Animal's Pump Up the Volume. I grew up loving that film. They're both from 1990s, so it's about that era. Um, Samantha Mathis, Christian Slater. It is a great film. I loved that as a kid. I was like probably 11, 12 when I first saw it. 10, 11, 12. Oh, God. It just hit me at such a time. Never had Leonard Cohen before. You know, all the music that he plays and the attitude and god it's such a good movie um there's no details on the website about extras i assume they're going to be ports of whatever came out in america they'll just be identical um oh i actually completely forgot the criterion releases so we have double dips of the fisher king now available in 4k um seventh seal now available in 4k um fish king's a shame because gillingham Every single Gillingham that gets re-released has 5.1 tracks instead of the original um, surround tracks, which really annoys me. But that suggests that that's him doing it, not anyone else. Um, which is really annoying. But I, I love The Fish King, and I really love Munchausen. I, again, wish that someone else would put them out over here. Um, I wish that they had... The original soundtracks, but I think it's just going to be Criterion all the way, which sucks, especially because the artwork on both of them is terrible. Um, we have Triangle of Sanders, which is a film from last year. Oh, God, I've been yawning so much. 
Um, which I would say is really good, but I have not seen Woody Halson's in it, but everyone really liked it. So, hey, great. Um, and the Small Axe box set. Um, Small Axe was a series, I think five films. I'm going to have to load this up to get the titles um, that Steve McQueen directed for the BBC. So we have Mangrove, Lovers Rock, Red, White and Blue, Alex Wheatle, I think it was, um, and Education. Um, they were absolutely excellent um, set of films that he made. Um, Red, White and Blue was really good. John Boyega was in that. That was excellent, excellent, excellent stuff. Um, it's a sort of different people at different times in um, British society sort of growing up as sort of black in Britain. Um, the only one that's probably dated the worst is Letitia Wright being in Mangrove because problematic as hell. Um, but yeah, I, I like these films. They're genuinely good. It's nice to have a box set. I just, I just don't like Criterion post disc. I just think they're a bit crap. Yeah, crap. So on to the last bit of news, which was going to segue into the main topic, which is still going to, but I seem to have lost 40 minutes of it, which bonus. Um, if there's a gap or anything weird in the recording, I've tried listening back. I don't know what's going on, so you'll have to bear with me with this episode. Um, I prepared for this. I had everything loaded up, everything ready, and then just, I don't know, weird. But anyway, onwards and upwards. Kino Lorber have announced sudden death on Blu-ray. Of the diehard knockoffs that came around, this was on 95, um, it's really good. Um, it's one of Van Damme's better films. Uh, a penguin fight's amazing. Powers Booth is um, like a real scenery chewing villain. It's great fun. We have no details on it apart from the fact that it's coming from Kino Lorber, which is what they do. They announce things really early. But it made me think about Peter Himes because, my God, Peter Himes is a good and very director. Um, so this was getting into the main thrust of it. I was going to go through some of his films that I really like and some of the films I haven't seen, which maybe I should do. If people want to like, pop on YouTube or pop on the Patreon and say, hey, you should watch this or watch that, which is weird because one of his films came up in conversation because one of the guys at work said, oh, you'll know this because I apparently know everything. He's like, um, what's this film where they travel back in time and they get dinosaurs, they're trying to cure cancer and... They, they bring the dinosaur back. And I'm like, time travel, going back, B-movie sort of thing. And I write straight, straight to Richard Donner's timeline, but that's more like Viking-y sort of sieges and bows and arrows sort of stuff. And there's no dinosaurs. I'm like, well, it's not timeline. But is he confused? I was like, was, was Jared Butler and Paul Walker in it? No. I'm like, well, it's not Richard Donner's timeline then. And I thought, oh, I know what it is. It's Sound of Thunder. It's not Sound of Thunder either. And I'm like, well, what is it then? It's like that weird Ed Burns movie, which no one ever saw, which I kind of tried to watch three times and can get through. But that's a Peter Himes movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a weird thing. So going through his, like, just directing credits, the first thing that really got me with him, um, a couple of years in the directing thing, was Capcom 1. That's why I realized Peter Himes was, a like, a human. I wouldn't know who he was, obviously, when I first saw it. Um, but that's the one that stuck with me because it was such an interesting idea. And that's a film that really deserves like a proper like restoration 4K release. Um, a lot of his stuff do actually. A lot of his stuff is like weirdly prescient or like <clears throat> weirdly 
important in a way and should be preserved. So Capcom 1 being the one, um, like, I single out straight away. I mean, he's directed things before that, but nothing that really shouts out at me. Um, and then he went straight into Hanover Street, which is a film I remember slightly, more by the title than anything else. Um, it's a World War Two-ish movie, isn't it? With Is it Harrison Ford? I want to say it's Harrison. Let's click on it. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't remember a lot about it. I think it's like a romance thing during the war. And then he went into one of his best films, Outland, which is like high noon in space more than anything else. Great Sean Connery movie. Great sci-fi movie. Sean Connery running around like a space station with a shotgun is badass. Um, that's a premium collection movie. I own that on the HMV premium collection. There you go. Um, that deserves a 4K release as well. Um, he actually wrote that as well. Um, is it Jupiter? Yeah, Jupiter's Moon. He is the only law. Um, it's a genuinely fun little movie. Peter Boyle's in it. Clark Peters. Stephen Burkoff. Oh, God, yeah, John, John Ratzenberger. Um, it's a great little flick, that. Um, it's genuinely worth watching. It's It's far from perfect, but my God, is it fun. Um, and then the weird thing about him is he's, as a director, he sort of goes here and there and here and there and here and there, because after that, he went to the star chamber, which is like this okay, but sort of overwrought Michael Douglas, um, what do we call it? Oh, like a legal thriller, sort of like a, like a courtroom drama. That's why I want to say a courtroom drama. It's fine. It's okay. It's not anything special. And then he got to make the sequel to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because people looked at Pete Hyams and went, he's like Stanley Kubrick. I mean, he was a workman-like guy who was like a director for hire. Um, but it's really weird that I don't know if there's a reason why he was picked over anyone else. I wonder if it's listed anywhere. But I actually genuinely like this film. This is another film that's in the premium collection. Um, but I actually own... When HMV went bust the first time, they sold all their stuff off. Um, like, really cheap prices. And I got the original Warner release of this um, on Blu-ray really, really cheaply. Um, I know that Roger Ebert really liked it as well. I mean, I like it. I mean, you're making a sequel to a Sandy Cooper movie, which is impossible to begin with. And then he destroyed all his sets. So you had to remake all the sets, which is insane. But it actually came out really well. I like Roy Schneider in it. The cast is really good. Um, so it's kind of interesting that, you know, he was picked to do that. And, you know, he was the one to, because you look at his films, you look at Outland is a space film. Great. It's nothing like, I mean, it's like a badass little thriller. It's a Western in space. None of his previous stuff, even Capricorn 1. I mean, that's a space movie, but it's more of a thriller than it is anything else. I need to watch 2010. I might watch that, but it needs a 4K release on that. Definitely. I mean, 2001 did, so there's no reason 2010 couldn't. It's just not a Kubrick movie. 
Then he did Running Scared, which is the... Is it Gregory Porter? <clears throat> I want to say Gregory Porter. Gregory Hines. Where's Gregory Porter? I don't know. And Billy Crystal movie. Um, all I remember about that film, it was a very big film in the 80s, but it was the Michael McDonald Sweet Freedom <coughs> song that became like a big hit off the back of it. Um, Joey Pantolino's in it, Dan Adeo. It's got a great cast. I might actually have to watch this again because I don't remember anything about it. Um, hmm. I really don't remember much about it. I've got to watch that again, actually. I don't know if it's like got a decent home release. Let's have a look. Because I actually... Oh, am I really missing the point with that movie? Is it actually like a classic movie? Unlike, you know, some of these movies that people say is like genuinely good, but isn't. Oh, it's a Kino release. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Is there a UK release? Because Kino ones back then would have been... Um, region locked. No, that's not UK. That looks like it's from France or Germany. It doesn't look like there's a UK release of it. Well, that's handy, isn't it? Fantastic. Maybe it's on Netflix or something. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it made money. It was a big enough film at the time. Um, I just don't remember a lot about it, apart from <laughs> apart from Michael McDonald's Sweet Freedom. Let's see if it's streaming anywhere for free in the UK. Do, 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 do. I'm saying that a lot today. Just filling time because I'm Googling stuff. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, not in 4K anywhere. So you can buy it for $7.99 on Amazon or Apple. I'm not paying $7.99 for a film that might be absolutely terrible. But that's a bit of a departure as well. But I suppose... If you're writing and directing stuff, you don't want to do the same stuff all the time. You have a theme, maybe, but, <clears throat> you know, obviously Clark wrote the novel, obviously, for 2010, but Pate Himes wrote that as well. And he's quite good, at obviously, being a writer-director, which is kind of cool. Then he got into a weird little thing of, like, thrillers, and he worked with Connery again in the Presidio. Um Another film I've seen like a million times but can't remember much about and haven't seen since it came out. So it's something that I'm going to have to um, watch again to try and remember anything about it. Um, and it's about something like murders in the military or something. And then he did another thriller, which is actually a genuinely good thriller, which is Narrow Margin um, with Gene Hackman. Because Gene Hackman was meant to be in... Um, Oh, Running Scared, and I can't remember what they changed. I think it's just the one in, like, a younger, hipper cast or something. I don't remember, but Narrow Margin is a great little thriller. Um, I haven't seen that since the early 90s either. So um, maybe I should just, like, go on a Peter Himes thing, like I did on my Michael Bay thing, and just go through and see if, like, you know, I can actually get some of these and buy some of these and... Is there a Blu-ray of Narrow Margin I can buy? Not in the UK again. Why is it Peter Hyams films and not getting UK releases? That's not fair. <clears throat> so there's a French release, which is fine. It's got the mono on it and everything else. There's Is that Kino again? It is Kino again. Do Kino just really like Peter Hyams? 
I mean, fair play because he's quite good. But I wonder if. If I put the Presidio in. Ah, oh, Warner Brothers released that. No, see, no, it's not a Kino one. Not good enough for Kino. Um, yeah, now imagine I remember a really good little thriller. So I'm going to have to watch that again as well. Then he directed a film that I absolutely love. And it was on my Morgan Creek list of films I want that to come out by like a boutique thing, which is Stay Tuned. That film is fucking amazing. And people who haven't seen it should definitely watch it. Um, I keep forgetting he directed it because he didn't write it. Um, it feels like a real director from higher, but he's going from all these thrillers again into something like more comedic, like running scared. It's like he flips around and it's quite impressive how he does because then he goes into the Van Dammeverse because he directs two of the best Van Damme movies. One produced by Sam Raimi, like um, Hard Target was, Time Cop. Um, the only reason I watched it because I watched every Van Damme movie at the time, obviously. Two, it was sci-fi. And three, it was um, Sam Raimi produced because Sam Raimi mega fan. Time Cop is genuinely fantastic. And most Van Damme films are crap. But Time Cop and Sun Death are absolutely fantastic. Um, then we have the world's darkest film before Alien vs. Predator Requiem came out, which is The Relic. I need to pick this up. This is in my local Asda supermarket in their like cheap section on blu-ray i like this at the time i probably would like it now um i know that um roger avery and quentin tarantino went back and talked about this on their stupid podcast and they said p himes was a workman-like director who wasn't very good and they can fuck off because i think we proved already halfway up is this that he's actually a good director um it's a generic monster movie but in a very very dark museum where everything is very dark i like the relic I think it's great fun. Um, then he did a film which is probably Arnie's last good-ish movie, which is End of Days. Um, I like End of Days a lot. It's like Arnie versus Satan. It's it's really good. Um, I don't know why people don't like this movie if they don't, because it's great fun. Again, it's really dark. Um <sighs> It's it's really weird. Um, oh, actually, on the trivia on IMDb, actually says, Schwarzenegger found the finish of the film too dark, not to send the themes of the story, but the director and DOP um, lighting. For the same reason, this is the last movie that Stephen Kemper edited for Hyams as the dark lighting caused all kinds of editorial difficulties. They shot dark movies at the time. That was their thing. Um, End of Days is great. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen End of Days, whack it on, because it's definitely worth watching, because it's actually really fun. Um, now a film that looking at it and the trailers running on IMDb in the background with the sound off I swear I've seen but now I can't remember if I've actually seen it and now I actually really want to see it The Musketeer which is oh god who was in this was this Tim Roth one yes it was I have seen this did I see this I might have seen this in the cinema god is it that forgettable that I've completely forgotten about this film because there was obviously the the Three Musketeers movies that were cut up into three different movies, which were the Richard... Oh, God, I almost called him Richard Donner then. Jesus Christ. 
the other Richard Donner, the Superman 2 director Richard Lester, thank you, uh, movies. Um, then there was the one I definitely love and definitely saw in the cinema, which was the famous All for Love one, which was the Three Musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen and all that, which I own digitally and it's on again on Disney+. Plus. Um, this one, we mean the Safari, I swear I've seen, but I thought Chris O'Donnell was in it. I don't know what I'm thinking of with that. Oh, he was in that Musketeers. Okay, I need to now watch The Musketeer. Um, this is now going to be on my mission. I will try and get a copy of it from somewhere. Um, I How do I forget this film is out with this this really sort of good cast they have not got good reviews rotten tomatoes what did he get Ooh, 11 percent. jesus hong kong inspired action sequences every single case of the story now charismatically character meet the movie flat it means savari's in it isn't she yeah a stale euro pudding for the third time in less than a decade Alexander dumas is turning over in his grave Time's idea of reimagining. Perhaps his imagination is best left unexplored. Handsome but ho-hum action flicked. Save your day for this one. Errol Fink and rest easy in his grave. Fuck me. These are really hardcore. Um, I now really want to see it because it's really bad and it's a Peter Himes movie. And I like bad movies on the whole. Let's have a look. Just watch. I don't know what studio put this out where to watch online just watch don't want united states i want united kingdom please because that's where i live it's not streaming anywhere at all holy shit huh which studio put this out was it a major studio was it like an independent miramax universal okay I'm going to have to find a copy of this because this seems to be a film that's kind of disappeared a little bit. Interesting. How does that happen? How do these movies like completely disappear? Stay tuned. You can only get that weird import version. And I think maybe Keynote again put it out. Um, but they're not like readily available. How are these things not readily available nowadays where... They just kind of disappear. I don't understand where these things go. See, the thing with the Musketeer movies is that, you know, they kind of get, like, shit on quite a lot because the Richard Lester ones kind of went wrong and they kept making films, um, even though they only signed on for one. They shot so much footage, they made four films out of it. Um, there is a Blu-ray of the Musketeer. Hello interesting um i'm gonna pursue that later because i'm i'm digressing quite a bit and this is kind of must be weird to listen to next was the sound of thunder a film i've also talked about just then which is it's terrible i won't defend that one it's not a good film it really isn't a good film um i don't know what happened there um i think i had a good idea was it one of these ones that got i remember like trouble filming you know what I mean? There was like major issues when they were filming this thing. Um, like, was it like director change? Maybe was he brought in to do it later? I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things where it's like, 
let's have a look. Was it like a majorly, majorly, majorly problematic thing? Oh God, there is a weird. Yeah, it's a German Blu-ray of the Musketeer. Huh, interesting. I'm gonna have to have a look at that later. Let's have a look at Sound of Thunder. See if. Uh, oh, the production company went bankrupt during making it. That's why it was done. Severe, severe floods in the Czech Republic as well. Damage to the set. Um, video game was released on the Game Boy Advance. Okay. There's a Ray Bradbury. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, random. There's not much information on it. It's just it, they went bankrupt. There was no like major turmoil. It just wasn't a good film. I remember I watched it. I tried to watch it like seven or eight times, and it's really not good. Um, oh my god, some of these DVDs. Right, stop. If you're listening to this podcast, stop what you're doing. Go to IMDb and flick, click on the poster. The poster's actually quite good. And then flick through some of the covers for this movie because it makes it look like an asylum straight-to-DVD straight to movie. And it obviously wasn't. It obviously had a decent budget. Um, but it just looks terrible. This was the start of his downfall. I don't think we got blacklisted or not because Warner Brothers put it out and it wasn't like a small release. But after that, he didn't really do much of anything. He came, sort of came back to thrillers again and worked with Michael Douglas on Beyond, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt with Jesse Metcalf and... What's his name? Amber Tamblin, was it? Yep, Amber Tamblin. Um, I remember being okay. Um, I don't know if it's well-reviewed. No, it's not well-reviewed at all. Um, I like courtroom dramas. Um, and I remember liking it okay. Um, I was meant to get a wide release. Oh, ended up as a limited release in five theatres. Oh, that flopped like a motherfucker there. Oh, my God. Oh, second remake of an RKO pitch film, first Narrow Margin. I forgot Narrow Margin was a remake. This is where Spencer's listening is shouting at, shouting at me going, it was a remake. That was an original film. That's why I like Narrow Margin, because it's based on a probably better film. I have to look at that as well. Um, that's random. He really did have a like a fall from grace, I think, because obviously that got shelved after Sound of Thunder, because that did not come out well. Um, and then he directed, and I didn't know he directed this, and it makes me feel odd. Um, the last film he directed, um, he hasn't directed anything since 2013. He directed the Van Damme movie, a 2013 Van Damme movie called Enemies Closer. Deep within a forest on the U.S.-Canada border, two sworn enemies work together to escape a ruthless drug cartel hell-bent on retrieving drug shipment when we're missing there. Oh, my God. Tom Everett Scott, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Orlando Jones. Oh, my God. What is this garbage? I've seen the pic- the cover of this before. Um, But I I don't remember... I've never seen it, obviously, but it's got a better meta score than um, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, weirdly. So obviously it can't be like the worst thing in the world. Van Damme's got some mad looking hair in it. Oh my God, it's called Maximum Soldier in Japan. That's amazing. It needs to be called Maximum Soldier everywhere because everything should be called or Enemies Closer in other countries. 
I was already called enemies closer. Sorry. Yeah. So maximum soldier. Maximum soldier is now what I'm calling it. Maximum soldier is now what I'm calling everything. To be fair, I think everything should be called maximum soldier all the time. I think that's a new thing we should just call. I think you should look yourself in the mirror and call yourself maximum soldier like three times on a daily basis because I think that's, I think that's the way forward in life now. You are the maximum soldier. You are Van Dam. You are a maximum soldier. Um. Yeah. So Peter Himes. I mean. What a fall from grace. I mean, he never had that much in the way of like, I mean, probably Outland, Capricorn 1, 2010 were his major like critical hits. The rest were like great straight to video schlock or cool, fun, enjoyable schlock here and there. Nothing wrong with that. I love, I love shit like that. Those are the type of things that I absolutely defend all the time. Um, however, in saying that, I mean, oh my God, what is going on with his career, though? I mean, oh, Nick Moran is in The Musketeer. I have seen this. I remember Nick Moran being it because I watched it after Lockstock. I'm going to get, I'm going to find a version of The Musketeer today. I'm going to get it from somewhere, however I get it. If I have to buy it, I'll buy it. If I can't buy it, I'm going to have to find some other way of getting a copy of it. And I'm going to watch it and I'll report back on the next podcast whether it's actually good or whether it's like absolutely fucking terrible or not. Because I, I, oh my God, that's insane. Okay. I mean, the relic is the relic. I mean, I love the relic. It's fantastic. I'm a big fan of the relic. I'm a big fan of like most of his stuff. However, I forgot that film existed. I remember the Paul Anderson movie, um, The Three Musketeers with Mina Savari. Three Musketeers 3D with, um, not Mina Savari, she was the other one, um, Mila Jovovich. Um, more than I remember that, which is a scary, scary proposition. So there we go, Peter Hyams. So, um, yeah, um, I do apologize for the news thing. I don't know what happened. If there's any gaps or weird dropouts in the podcast, again, I do apologize. I really don't understand it um i work with all new equipment here it must have been a software glitch or something because something's gone very wrong um i will go back to the news either in a separate podcast work permitting or i will just add it all into the next one i remember what i talked about because i spent 40 minutes doing it (sighs) annoying um let me know on patreon on twitter or in the comments on youtube um if you have a favorite peter Himes movie or anything you like or things you enjoy um i will say this i said it last time i don't want to be that person but i have to say it because it does help engagement like and subscribe on youtube because it does tell the algorithm that you like what you're hearing or you want to know anything about it because otherwise literally nothing goes anywhere so it does help me out i do appreciate if you do so again apologize for the audio issues or the massive thing of content that I did. My throat is killing me because I spent hours talking about it and now I've had to go back through it all. It is what it is. So have a good week um, and I'll see you again next time.